Okay, so I want to welcome everybody to our Wednesday Bible study. So today we have a few with us who've joined us at home. And we're waiting for some to come still. And we have online as well. So we're trying to figure out how to do it. So we might have some trial and error going on. Uh, those of you who have this, uh, the, the Sanship booklet, you're going to read some things out of that. Some of you have it and some I'll just distribute here. I just get me. Yeah, those who don't have it, I've already put it on the wonders group. So I had a word right now, even as we were going in, in worship. And I got this word. So if you have your Bibles, open it with me and then I'll I'll share with what a testimony that came this morning. Uh, open to Luke 18, verse 8. If any of you uh, got anything while you were praying right now, if you saw vision or anything like that, share it with us. Luke 18 was 8. Come in. So we have people coming in. Let's just pass this to. Okay. Open it us to Luke 18 verse 8. What is that? 18 verse 8. Yeah. Uh, it's the parable of the persistent widow. Okay. And I'm just going to read this. Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Saying, there was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Okay, this guy, this judge, did not fear God, nor did he regard man. That means he did not care about God, nor did he really care about man. Now there was a widow in that city, and she came to him saying, Get justice for me from my adversary. Okay, a widow came to him saying, Get justice for me from my adversary. That means someone was against, and she just wanted justice. And he would not for, and he would not for a while, he was ignoring her, okay? He would not for a while. But afterwards, he said within himself, Though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, least by her continual coming, she, she weary me. You know what he, what he was saying? He's saying, I don't care about God, nor, neither do I care about man. Yet this widow, widow troubles me, but I'm going to avenge her. That means I'm just going to give her the justice that she wants. So that she doesn't keep on coming again and again and again. And get me buried. Get me tired. Okay. Then the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. Now this is Jesus talking about an unjust judge. Hear what the unjust judge said. And shall God not avenge his own elect? Now this is, then the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. That means this is some, someone that's unjust, whose heart is like this, for somebody who's keeping on coming to him again and again. But look what Jesus is saying. Okay? And shall God not avenge his own elect, that is you and me, who become now his righteousness? But who is going to do it? Are you going to do it or is God doing it? Shall God not avenge his own elect, who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them. Okay? 
And then it says, verse 8, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. How is God saying that he's going to avenge you? Speedily. He's saying this judge gave this woman, this widow, is a story of a widow who kept coming to this judge. And this judge doesn't care about God. That means he's not a son. Doesn't care about God, doesn't even care about man. But Jesus is saying the still unjust judge had this in his heart that, you know what, I'll just give her the justice she wants so that she'll stop bugging me. She'll stop coming to me because she's wearing me out by constantly nagging me. And then God is saying, if an unjust judge can be like that, how much more your heavenly father, he's saying, will, will avenge his elect who cry out to him day and night, not slowly, but speedily. And then look what he says. I tell you the truth. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Now see, now see the last line. This is what I got when you having intercession right now. Nevertheless, when the son of man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? When the son of man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? Okay. And uh, you know, what pleases God right now, what pleases the Father is faith. Is that Jesus rose again and Philip asked, you know, Thomas asked him, when, when all the disciples said, and they were sharing testimonies, just think about it like that. When all these disciples were sharing testimonies, and then Thomas is like, you know, unless I see Jesus' his nail-pierced hands and put my finger in them and I see his feet, I'm not going to believe. So he did not believe it he was waiting for his own testimony. And others are sharing their testimonies, but this guy is hard-hearted. He said, no, I don't believe it unless I, I see it for myself. And then Jesus appears to him. And then Jesus says, hey, look, here, put your, put your finger in my, in my hand and my feet. Okay? And here I am, look at me. And then he says, but, but Thomas, you believe because you saw me. But blessed are those who believe that they've not seen me. And then that's the only uh, recollection of or uh, in the Bible about anything happening with Thomas as such. Because he wanted to see it. I want to tell you something right now. If you're hearing, God loves your faith. Okay, and that's what Jesus was saying. Will I find faith? What is he looking for? That you believe his word. Okay, and then if you're waiting and if, if your heart is right now like that widow and you're waiting for something, but I want you to know that Patience does not mean long time, as people say. By faith and patience, you inherit the promise, right? Patience does not mean long time. Patience can even happen in five days. Patience is an attitude of the heart. It is an anchor of rest. That means you take that word and you die with it. And that's why patience actually in Greek means endurance. Endurance means you're holding on to something, right? So with patience and endurance, they inherit the promises of God. That means you're making a decision about who the Father says you are. By faith, you believe the word, that's it. And how is he coming to avenge you? He's coming to avenge you speedily. You're going to see something shift instantaneously. Maybe this is a, a word for somebody today. I usually don't get like this, okay? But this is talking about a woman who went to an unjust judge. And the unjust judge avenged her or gave her justice. And then Jesus is saying, how much more will my elect, elect means what? Chosen ones. Now you are a son. If you come to me, the father, 
I'm not going to take like the Angela's judge also. I'm going to avenge you speedily. And then what does he say? But what am I looking out for faith? That means no one is going to come to him expecting something. Okay, I, and I want you to expect that. Whatever situation is that if it took 10 years, but now change everything that you believe in. Sometimes your experience can be bigger than the word of God. And you're so used to looking at the negative experience or maybe the setbacks that you've had that you can't expect God to shift something instantaneously. Okay? And he's going to avenge you. That's why it says, do not avenge yourselves. Vengeance belongs to me. Sit still. God's righteousness is going on your behalf to do something for you. Okay? I want to share now that's something that I just got. Uh, okay? So look it up. Luke 18 verse 8. Okay? And I got something today. As Jiri uh, Maushi, she was on Beloved and she shared a testimony. She shared about how she had a desire uh, and uh, she thought first that, you know, I'm just going to leave it to God. It's a God's will. And then if God wants to do it, let it be. And then she saw of how her very desire landed up being and God gave it to her. And then she said, how is it that uh, he gave me my desire? And so I want us to look today, open with me to Philippians. I've shared this before in one heart, his heart. You can look that up online, but let's open Philippians. Philippians chapter uh, chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. Uh, okay. Philippians chapter 2, verse 12. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to do for his good pleasure. It's God who is working in you, Jiji Maushi, both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Sonship begins with you died. It's Christ in you. Okay? And the, the separation mind, that it's his will, my will. It's God, it's me. That is what is dying in here, in your soul. And your soul is coming into oneness, agreement. So you think it's you, but it's all him in you. You think it's, it's your desire, but it's his desire. And so he is working it all out. That's what it means, work out your salvation by pure and trembling. Pure and trembling is a phrase in Greek. It meant super excitement. That's why the lady with the issue of blood, when she goes and touches Jesus' head, it says that she began to fear and tremble when Jesus called out to her because she was in so much awe that she got healed. And it's a phrase and people mistake it. But the way to translate it would be like that. Fear and trembling. Okay, but it was a phrase. That means someone was so overwhelmed by what is excitement that happened. And so it says, work out a salvation by fear and trembling. Every time you're inheriting you're reigning over a situation through the divine promises, right? You're taking on a promise, the word of who God says you are. Now everything comes to test that word. You believe you can't lose things, the next day you begin to lose things. And so you need patience. That means endurance. Holding on to that word apart from what you see. You start losing things. Don't let the losing things change the word in you that you just started believing. You let it go. No, you believe it because the word says so. Because God says so. And that's what endurance is. And when you 
just plonk yourself, make it an anchor. I believe it just because. Even if I lose everything, the word says it's not of my nature. I believe the word. You will see everything that was lost come back to you. Or it will just stop going. It's because now your faith has got nothing to do with what you see. It's got everything to do with what you believe. And what the father says. So patience for some takes, takes 10 years. Because they've not plonked themselves like an anchor and made up their mind about it. And for some, patience can just be one week. It's a state of rest, patience. It's endurance. It's resting in that word. And then I just let the word, I just go with it. Whatever, whatever God is doing with that word. Okay? And so it is God, Jiri Vaushi, who, who was at work in you, both to will and to do. So I was crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that live, Priya lives. But Christ lives in me. And that's why if I go to the mirror, I look like Priya. And so it wrestles with my mind. How can this be? And a carnal mind tries to understand, but how can you die? But physically you're alive and it takes you into trying to understand it through the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And that's, what, that's where I have to cut it off. And then just believe by faith, if he said I died, it's, I'm one with him. It's all him in me. And I just believe the word. Like a child, without, any, without the understanding of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, but with the spirit of understanding. With the spirit of understanding, I got it in a dream once. I saw my union with Christ, which I've shared with you. I looked just like Jesus, but he had my eyes, my nose. He had my scarf. He had my uh, little makeup on his face. Okay. Now, I could have never conceived that with my head. But just by spirit, I saw that. Spirit of wisdom and revelation. Okay. You died, it's all Christ in you. And so a separated mind is something that needs to go to the cross. And you're coming into oneness in your mind here. Okay? It's not God outside, it's Christ in you. You understand? In the Old Testament, even when Moses, when God was leading the children of Israel out of Egypt into Israel, he was like a cloud of fire in the night. Okay? And what was it like in the day? Yeah. A pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day. Okay, but it was outside. God. And now, that's why, and now, that God is not outside. He's still leading, but it's not outside leading. That's why I say don't go by signs. That's old covenant way. You can be misled by signs. Today, he's inside leading you out. And signs will follow you. But I'm not looking for signs to tell me who I am. I am the signpost to others. The sun is the signpost to others. Okay, Jesus was not looking at signs or no confirmations that he's a son. Whenever an audible voice came, he said, this is not for me, this is for you. So that you believe. He doesn't need any confirmations. Okay, you have to rest that you're a son. Sometimes, you know, the devil can create experiences and give you an identity through an experience. Something can happen. Someone can talk ill of you. Someone can say something bad of you and now you take on an identity of inferiority. Oh, I'm inferior. And he's trying through an experience to give that identity and there you have to, as a son, don't let that experience condemn you. And pull it down because you're a son because the father says so. Okay? And so it comes so subtly and trying to give you, oh, I'm, I'm inferior, I'm not going to speak up. No, 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 you're a son, you're the head. Okay? And you, you pull it down. That's why in, watch the one uh, where I say, forgive to inherit. It, I'm not talking about forgiving people. I'm talking about forgiving the experiences that you've had in your life that are trying to put an identity on you. 
and in that the blood of Jesus cleanses us from everything. So if God doesn't look at us through an experience, neither should you. And you need to be give grace to yourself to let, not let your identity be sifted by experiences. I've had people who've come from various backgrounds sometimes and one thing, a mishappened and now they'll see their whole life through that. And the devil succeeded in shifting or putting our identity through an experience. Okay? And we don't allow that. We put that down. And then you see when you don't allow to do that, the next thing doesn't affect you anymore. Suddenly you, you reign in that area or you get you conquer in that area. Okay? So I personally, I look at my life and I see where have I picked up patterns and cycles. And I try to see if I'm going through the same cycle and pattern and I'm like, oh my God, I said, I let an experience tell me who I am. And so even if I go through the same, this time about, I will not let it tell me who I am or I will not become a slave to it. And so I rise above it with my emotions, with who I am, everything. And the minute you reign, trust me, the minute you do that, that thing is under your feet. Now you're in the mind of the sun. And that's how you inherit. It says those who are slaves cannot inherit. In Galatians, let's read. Let's just read Galatians. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna read that verse. Uh, open with me to Galatians chapter four. Okay, see, but there is a principle here. Now I say that an heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave. Okay, though he is a master of all, but is under guardians and stewards until un until the time appointed by the father. Even so be, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. See, we were in bondage and under the elements of the world. That means the patterns and cycles of this world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who are under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into his heart, crying out, Abba, Father. Not God. It says Father. He's God in the Old Testament. The same God has now become your father. Okay? Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Now, understand this. You are no longer a slave, but a son. That means, slaves don't inherit. It just said, if you're a slave, you can't inherit. Even though you're an heir. Whenever you make yourself any circumstance that's going on now, don't allow yourself to become a slave to it. A slave to it means victimization. That means something bad happened. Some experience bad happened. Say you went to a modeling agency and you were rejected by the first one. And now suddenly you feel, oh, the others are prettier than you. You let an experience tell you who you are. That's the time you don't allow it. You take it under your feet and say, no. As he is, so am I in this world. Esther was beautiful. But she was chosen because of favor and grace that, was, that God put in the heart of the king for her. There were thousands of virgins that were brought. Now you think there were not pretty girls there. There were thousands. But how did she become the queen? Because of grace and favor that God put in someone's heart. Now you are grace. You are favor. And you give favor. That's the identity of a son. And so even as if a rejection comes your way, you don't allow it to tell you who you are. You don't become a slave to it. Suddenly you'll see the next project you just get. Because it's a son who inherits. Slaves don't inherit. And that's why the devil tries to get us victimized or get us into the mind of a slave. 
and he and then you wonder like why are you going through patterns and cycles and patterns and this always happens to me it is always happening you need to break that it doesn't always happen to you no this time around think differently believe differently don't become a slave to it you're a son rise up above above it and the minute you take it down trust me what didn't happen for 10 years will happen in one day to you okay because therefore you are no longer a slave but a son and if a son that means now you're not allowing it to give you the mind of a slave if a son then an heir of god that means heir means what heir means inheritance an heir of god through christ that's how you inherit slaves don't inherit sons inherit it's coming into the mind of a son you know again i'm repeating this when i had rheumatoid arthritis and symptoms like that i had two dreams i just saw my eyes black and i saw myself sitting outside the house like a beggar so i wondered why about this dream i was sitting like a beggar with a cloak on my head i was sitting outside the house begging and he gave he showed me identity he said you become a slave and then he told me the eyes of your understanding are black you don't know and so i'm crying and crying and i'm telling him i want to get healed i want to get healed i'm praying not realizing like that beggar that the widow widow woman going to the judge and saying why are you giving why are you giving and then god is saying here if you are the elect how much more do i want to give you elect that means come in the mind of a son come to me like a son not like a slave and so then i i and i didn't understand why i saw myself like a beggar but then i understood slaves don't inherit sons inherit slave means any time a situation comes and you get victimized by it you're allowing yourself to go under it at that time you have to rise up i know it's hard but you rest and you do not allow that experience to tell you who you are and when i decide that you know i'm a son because my father says so i'm a new creation it's not in my nature to fall sick what did happen in 8 months just happened in 3 days because i just believe the word and like imagine our patients would have been like one would have thought 8 months right how come patience was this 3 days for me because it was a state of rest it was a position of rest i took so i believe the word apart from what i saw i took it under my feet whatever and i started doing things normally i went i bent down or something fell down i picked it up normally i didn't allow that i didn't make room for that sickness i pushed it and i believe that i'm a son just because my father says it it's not in my nature okay i took it down now what happened i'm not a slave i'm not victimized by it i am believing my father what he says that's why jesus said will i find faith when i come all he wants is you you believe close your eyes don't go by what you see believe because he says so and when you are when you are a, a, a son you know when it says the just will live by faith a son is a son apart from works apart from their five senses five senses is adam and human race a son is just by the word that's why it says in hebrews what does it say faith is faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen and then it says by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of god the word of god that means what is faith faith means that you believe the word of god not the circumstances the word of god so i have i've gotten so used to just taking this at the word apart from your experience and trust me it's very simple to do that you do it in one area you keep doing it you keep doing it gets easier and it's easier and what an easy life to live by not going by what you see but just by the word trust me it's very easy it's a state of rest and you'll see how things just begin to shift for you because you are the head 
when Jesus went, imagine the fig tree was supposed to produce and he cursed it because it didn't produce and did it take a long time for it to wither? It happened instantaneously. He went and came back the next day, suddenly the fig tree's cursed. He walked in an instantaneous rent. Everyone that he was healing was not getting healed in years. They were getting healed instantaneously. He was walking on the water. He calmed the storm. There was something about a very quickening. A quickening happening. It's because also he's not double-minded about who he is. And that's why he says in, in Luke 8, 8 verse 18, he's saying, will I not avenge quickly my elect? Not long. So I want you to know that patience doesn't, I know that Sarah and, uh, you know, uh, patience looks long. But patience is a state of rest. It's a rest and endurance. That means if you are single-minded about who God says you are, and that's it, you go to the cross, you take on an identity, it comes to test you. That identity gets tested in you. And if there are weeds, the weeds will go up. And if you make up your mind about it, of who the Father says you are, that's it. Not based on it, if it happens or not. Based on solely because the word says so. That is patience. And then you begin to see a shift. Through faith and patience, you inherit the promises of God. Okay? God, my father and your father is a God of suddenly. Of instantaneous. Okay? You got saved by grace through faith. You came into the kingdom. And even as that soul of yours is getting transformed in the image of his son. That depends on you, right? How long you're taking that process. For some it looks long, for some it's easy. And so people wonder like, oh, why did this person get it so easy there? And you're getting it so long. Just, I don't look at that. I just look at what's in front of me and I'm co-laboring with the Holy Spirit who's working at my pace and I'm one with him and I just know that he's there for me to inherit all things that are mine. He wants me to reign in life. And so I just co-labor with him. And then if you're looking at your own race and what God is doing, Trust me, it's suddenly. Suddenly there's a shift. Okay? So I'm going to end here, just that word that I had today. Okay? So if anyone's in a waiting or anything like that, uh, faith is nothing but believing what God says about you. Okay? Resting in that word. Resting in your union with Christ. Resting that it's all Christ in you. And then he says that he's avenging not a, a long time, just like the unjust judge avenged her. How much more is your heavenly father going to avenge you? Okay? And do everything for you. And it's a state of rest. So I just want you to rest in that. Okay? Um, anyone has to add anything or share anything? Today we're having an interactive session. Zah has something to say. I have, uh, so we've opened up Bible study. Everyone's coming home. And there are a few. Hi. Online and now he's come. <laughs> Yeah, so it's a little trial and error, but we're figuring it out. Uh, Zah has something, so I'm going to put her on. I'm still recording this. I'll keep it for a bit. Um, so I just wanted to add to what you were sharing uh, just now, Priya. It's really funny that you're sharing all that you're sharing because this entire week has been about what you're sharing. So it started with my cousin sister. She cancel the spotlight yeah it's disconcerting for me so um it started with my cousin sister she she called me the other day and she was the one who got covid first in the state when i was in lockdown in bombay so yeah. we prayed together and you know, the entire season of her getting covid she was at peace covered and ever since then she's been you know sort of reaching out for god yeah. so 
every time that something happens, we call up each other. She calls me and we pray together. Yeah. So recently she called and she said, one of my aunts has been diagnosed with cancer. And we were both feeling really bad about it. And she was like, I was like, you know what? Don't worry about it. God's in charge of this. And you know what? He is the God of healing. Yeah. And she said, Yaza, I believe one day he will heal her. And, you know, he said, she said, you know, I believe it'll happen one day. And I was like, inside of me, this thing of, you know, one day. Oh my gosh, that, that, it, it didn't sit well with me. But I didn't know how to respond because I still didn't know how to, I didn't know what God wanted me to say at that moment. So I was like, yeah, you know, it'll happen. So then I, I it was, uh, that, this was on Saturday. On Sunday, you know, we had church yeah. and you were reading from the word and you were reading from Corinthians. And as you were reading, I continued reading. One of the verses that like just popped out in front of me was in Second Corinthians 6. It says, as God's fellow workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. For he says... In the time of my favor, I heard you, yeah. and in the day of salvation, I helped you. Yeah. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Yeah. And I was like, wait, hold on a minute. He just said that now is the time of God's favor. Yeah. Now is the day of salvation. And it says here, for he says, in the time of my favor, I heard you. So yeah. I was like, wait, this is scripture from the past. He's, he's, Paul is referencing something God has said already and he's saying it again and saying now it's that time. God yeah. Yeah. So if you go to the scripture reference, it's in Isaiah 49, 8, right? Yeah. It says the same thing, but it says, I will help you. So yeah. basically the past reference says, I will help you yeah. and I will hear you. And this yeah. reference says, I have heard you. Yeah. Wow. And have helped you yeah. it's like he's saying and you know this uh, you know ephesians 1 17 yeah. says that um that we have a calling we belong to god we have been yeah. called we have an inheritance and we also have a power yeah. a power for those who believe right so the interesting thing is it's like god is saying so i'm just going to add one more thing yeah so god is saying that um the moment it, it, in Colossians 3, 4, it says, the moment Jesus appears in you, so also will you appear with him in glory, right? Sorry that I'm adding too many things in this piece. I, I'll, I'll add them all back together, yeah? So basically, it, it, what God, essentially, every time you think of God, from Malachi to, uh, to Luke to Matthew, he shows up, right? He shows up everywhere. Every time you think of God, say in, in Luke 24, 13, if you look, he shows up. Jesus shows up. When, when Thomas thinks of God or talks about God, he shows up, right? He is the Lord of time and space. He is above time and space. So what I feel God is telling us is that the moment you believe, you access your inheritance, which already exists, because I already gave it to you, but you access it from the future today. I don't know how to... I don't know how to anchor that for it's almost like you're saying, you know, you're the son and daughter of a king and your inheritance exists already. But how do you access it if you see it? You see it. You are called, you um you have an inheritance and you have a power. And the moment you recognize that, you access that inheritance and this thing that it says now is the time of God's favor, now is the day of salvation, comes true. You know? Amen. I love what Zah shared, everyone. Did you get that? Uh, 
you know, even like as we heard that, uh, you know, from I've never really seen that woman, that widow woman. I mean, I've never really read about that. Yeah. But just the end part came that when I come, will you have, will I find faith? And then he was saying the way to suddenly or the way to, uh, you know, inheriting that. He's saying this unjust judge is not giving you. When he could, doesn't even love me and neither does he love man. But this, this wicked judge is giving. That's what he's even saying about the heavenly father, right? If your earthly father being evil can give you good things, how much more will your heavenly father? And then how much more will I avenge somebody? And he's not saying I'm taking long. I'm doing it suddenly for you. And I feel today like a word of suddenly for everybody. Okay, that it's patience does not mean long. Patience just means an anchor. An anchor of faith that you believe that word for today, now. That's it. Apart from the experiences that you had. Okay, sometimes your experiences are so big that you just, you're drowned in your experiences because they've all been negative. And you've never had a victory in that. And so you feel like it just seems so long. And in today you have like a new thought. Okay, that I'm not going to look at my experiences, whatever they've been in this area. And for 10 years, maybe I've been defeated. And like today I just believe because your word says, not because of anything, just, just because I'm your son. That's what he says, the elect. Will not your heavenly father give you no no qualifications? Don't dis disqualify yourself on any ground. Okay? Not even on ground of faith. You all have faith. It's his faith in you. Okay? I want you to just believe that this inheritance is yours just because you're a son. You were born of him. That one day you said yes to Jesus. That's what it means to be a son. Okay? That's it. And now I want you to go to sleep and expect Expect. Just be expected. Okay? That's it. That's the word. So let's just close our eyes and we're going to have a spiritual time uh, of all the increase. Zah, that's such a wonderful thing that you got. Okay? Um, it's Christ in you guys. So I want you to just rest. Father, we just, Father, we thank you to say this after. Father, we thank you that we are sons in your kingdom. Jesus, you are my high priest. And right now I offer a spiritual type of all the increase that you've brought to us. And now just worship him with that. Father, we just thank you. Thank you for now. Thank you that now is the time of salvation. I just thank you and I'm excited for what you're about to do right now. Oh, we just rest in that. I just come against everyone who's hearing this, everyone, anyone who's got any sickness in their body right now. I command that cancer to die right now in the name of Jesus. I command blind eyes be opened right now. Deaf ears begin to hear right now. I speak eczema, any skin disorders right now. You dry up. I approve you right now from your roots. In the name of Jesus. I speak hormonal imbalances. You come into alignment right now. Right now. Babies. I just speak your divine life upon a baby right now. Heart, you are normal. In the name of Jesus. Jesus, I speak your blood over that. I speak for hair right now. Hair follicles. Your resurrection life in you right now. Follicles being formed right now. New hair. In the name of Jesus. 
I see this like someone who was on a horse and you, you fell from a horse and you hurt your back. And right now I just speak all the vertebra, create a miracle in your back. I speak right now, just perfect back right now. All the bones come into alignment. I speak a creative miracle. Back your heels right now. You can bend. And you'll be perfect right now. In the name of Jesus. I see school children. I want you to cast all your cares. If there are any parents watching. About your children. Okay, they are taught by the Lord. I want that's your inheritance. And then in Psalm 91, that's your inheritance that no evil will touch your family or your household. So I just speak rest in the name of Jesus. Amen. Um okay, guys, so I'm gonna see you on Sunday. Okay, bye everybody, and bye from everyone at home right now. I'm gonna fellowship with them.